0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina and I am an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors and As an investment coach, what I do as an investment coach is I help new and experienced investors who want to be financially secure but are feeling confused, they're feeling intimidated, or just generally uninformed about the whole investing world, the whole investing process. Uh, I work with people who want to start investing but they just don't know where to begin or they've been investing for a long time and just don't feel like they're making progress uh, with their portfolios, with their investments. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people. I engage with people on how to make better educated investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with a level of confidence. So that's what I do as an investment coach. Uh, So this is Stock Talk. This is my own little video slash podcast that I do uh, once a week uh, where I talk about various different kind of investing topics, various things, observations that I'm seeing. Uh, out there in the stock market or with individual stocks and ETFs and just kind of chiming in with my own take on it and also sharing with you a little bit of some of my own investment decisions, how I'm using information that I'm seeing out there and observations that I'm seeing out there to make my own investment decisions. Um, With the whole purpose of that, you can learn from it and take some of it away and kind of maybe apply it to some of uh, how you make your own investment decisions. So, it's a little thing I got going here. And uh, for those of you who just jumped on board with the podcast, welcome. you know, just get casual, stay around for a while, it's all good. So, this is episode 74, and today I wanna talk a little bit about uh, FOMO. Uh, as I came in here just now, I was just taking a look at what the what the markets were doing, and it's crazy, the markets have closed, and the whole bunch of companies reporting, Alphabet's reporting, uh, record earnings, Amazon, Intel, a lot of the tech companies reporting really crazy uh, earnings and the market just keeps keeps going up, up and up and up and up and we're probably going to see another record high uh, with the Nasdaq. It just crossed the 6,000 mark and last time we've seen that it's never been at this level and last time it's even been close to this levels was the dot-com thing. So markets are doing fine and dandy, thank you very much. So the question I have, especially for the people out there who aren't investing or thinking about investing or have been really shy about investing is, how you feeling right now? Um, What are you feeling? Like, do you feel like, oh my God, I'm seeing all these markets going up and up and up and up. Should I be jumping in? And chances are what you're feeling right now is a little bit of FOMO, um, fear of missing out. Um, Sort of that pressure and we're kind of seeing, we're in that moment right now where we kind of have really good maximum FOMO going on where There's just that pressure. You see everything going around. If you see your friends doing well and your your colleagues doing well in the markets, making money off stocks, you're going, okay, am I missing the boat? I need to do something. So a lot lot of times what people do is just jump in, you know, two feet in and start buying everything and it's usually the wrong time to be doing it. So I want to talk a little bit about FOMO and FOMO investing and how we can deal with it and management. It's it's really, in a way I look at it, it's kind of like the kryptonite of, of, of investors and uh, really where it starts from, where it comes from, why we get FOMO when we're, when we're, when we're investing and how we're very susceptible to it, it comes down to one of the core behaviors we have. And this is one of the things I teach in my everyday investing course is sort of the behavioral side of investing. It's one thing to know about the mechanics of figuring out what companies are profitable and valuable and stuff like that. It's another thing to have psychology kind of and emotions kind of get in the way of screwing around with our investment issues, which it does quite a bit. So one of the areas, one of the biases out there that all of us run into or are constantly in conflict is conflict with is groupthink, this herd mentality. And the reality is, as investors, uh, and as human beings, really, forget about it, as investors. We all we want we want to attach ourselves. We want to be associated with because we're social beasts. We want to associate ourselves with people, with organizations, with institutions that are that are winning, that are winning institutions, that are winning people. We want to be around winners because yeah, like who doesn't want to be around a winner? We want to be around a winning team. We shoot for we choose we shoot for the for the for the for the winning team, and. But one other thing it does is it feeds this kind of herd bias, you know, this kind of uh, groupthink mentality where you get kind of tunnel vision and kind of get locked into a certain viewpoint or a certain perspective. And a lot of times you lose the perspective out there. And chances are when you get into a groupthink mentality, it very much becomes an emotional kind of thing. And when you break it down from an investing perspective, a lot of times when people want to follow the trends and follow the latest what the latest in thing is, the latest hot stock, latest you know, flavor of the month kind of con- investing concept, it's often, when they get into it, it's usually at the high point. And it's usually jumped the shark by that point. And uh, I see this often and often, lots and lots of times, and it happens a lot with retail investors because retail investors are just notorious for being kind of late to the party. Um, when everything, all the good stuff has happened, that's when they come in, and that's usually the time when things get kind of ugly. So it's the classic, um, this kind of groupthink. When you follow this groupthink, group herd mentality, you're often following a behavior that involves, from a stock perspective, buying high and selling low, and. The only reason I bring this up, really, and what's, what's really dawned on me is obviously what's going on with the market, but it's actually interesting because earlier this week, I, I got an email from a colleague that I, uh, that I work with, that I've, that I've uh, worked with in the past in coaching them, and he asked me about um, weed. <laughs> he asked me what I, what I thought about marijuana stocks. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, up here in Canada, They, the government has just announced that they're going to be instilling policies uh, that will essentially legalize the use of marijuana under certain conditions, under certain protocols, under certain regulations, just regulating the whole process of, you know, getting marijuana. And so there's been a real surge all of a sudden in the last while in terms of marijuana kind of growth, growing kind of companies and all the businesses associated with the whole marijuana um, grow, growth grow up kind of thing. So it was interesting because my friend, he, he, a colleague, he he asked me, he said, what do you think about marijuana stocks? Should I be getting into marijuana stocks? And it was just, to me, it was the classic, uh, almost FOMO kind of behavior stuff is going on and you just don't wanna miss the boat, right? And so that's what's going on with respect to these uh, marijuana stocks. And then again, it's just this group think, this group mentality, following the herd. Hey, everybody's going to buy marijuana stocks. So hey, I guess I should go and buy marijuana stocks. And it's just, again, this is the classic behavior that eventually leads down to a really dark and probably unprofitable place. And so when I thought about this, I thought, you know, this is, uh, you asked me what I thought, and. Usually the answer I usually give as a coach is I don't, as I said, as a coach, I don't recommend stocks. I don't say go buy these marijuana grow up uh, stocks or go buy these solar power stocks or whatever. Um, I say, let's think it through, like do the analysis. You have a framework of evaluating companies. You follow your framework, follow your investment ideology, follow your methodology. And then at the end of that, if you think marijuana stocks are wealth creating and create a lot of wealth and profit and they are gonna be durable, profit in over the future, then hey, go for it. But again, don't do your homework. Don't make an emotional decision. Don't make a FOMO decision. So that's kind of where all this stuff I'm getting about is FOMO. Because I found to me that that call that I had was very much a a textbook kind of call uh, on this whole kind of behavior that we have. just, it was just, it was really textbook behavior that it was displaying. I thought it was really cool and uh, interesting. So that's what it is. So being aware of your FOMO. So the thing is, how do we get over this like how do we control this this uh, feeling that we have that we need to do something we need to act on something um, before the boat sails off or the train goes or leaves the station how do we get over our FOMO um, tendencies well the best way to do it the best way to get rid of your tendencies these FOMO tendencies or to at least control them or manage them effectively because you can't really control eliminate a lot of these biases and behaviors we have but we can manage them a heck of a lot better and one way to do that is really about instilling discipline it's about developing that having a plan having an ideology having a framework of how you're going to go about making investment decisions and then sticking to it you need to come up with sort of like how what, what your criteria is how is your criteria for evaluating uh, measuring and determining what kind of stocks you want to buy and also what, what when you want to sell them what is your criteria for determining the risk profile of the company is this a risky adventure am i going to lose all my money if i do this or am i going to make a ton of money on doing this you have to element bring this kind of framework into your investment decisions because if you do that and stay disciplined to it, then these tendencies you're gonna have to wanna chase the winners and chase the high flyers are gonna be few and far between. You're gonna be focused, you're gonna have a plan, you're gonna execute your plan, and you're gonna get to the results that you wanna get to. So that's one thing I always tell people, when I wanna coach people and I teach people is about just developing uh, that ideology, developing a framework of how you're gonna make investment decisions. And I do that, and I do that in my programs, in my everyday investing program, I teach people how to develop this framework for making better investment decisions. So the cool thing of having that framework is it just takes the emotion side out of it. It takes that, oh my God, I gotta catch up with this. I gotta get on this before it gets too hot or before I miss the boat beauty of having an ideology, having an investment plan. So one of the things I asked is get a plan, develop a plan. If you can't do it yourself, a lot of times if you're just starting out investing, you can't do it yourself. Work with an advisor, work with a you know a fee only advisor, not somebody working on commission. Um, work with an investment coach, work with a financial coach who will again give you that framework, give you that structure, that foundation for building, um, building your investment f- uh, framework. So you can just avoid all these uh, FOMOs. Now that's kind of the mechanical side of kind of confronting FOMO, but then there's the the emotional side of confronting FOMO. Where else are you gonna see FOMO? Is you're gonna see it from your peer group, you're gonna see it from your family, you're gonna see it from your friends, your coworkers, you go out for parties, you go to the family dinner, you're going to, the, the conversation then gets into stocks and investing and say, Hey, look, I made a killing on marijuana stocks. Oh, I made a killing on Amazon the other day. And all that, when you hear start people talking up kind of like their successes and the fact that they've made money on certain investment decisions which is great, which is fine. But again, when you see other people doing that, again, FOMO comes in, it's like, Holy crap, what am I not doing? I'm not doing this. I'm not getting engaged in the process. And so I gotta go home and run and call my broker or just go start buying well, whatever companies and start getting tips from friends, tips from these people who are making money off and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And it just leads you down a really tough path. So you get into those social kind of situations, uh, seeing other people being successful and having that temptation to jump in when maybe that's not the greatest time to be doing it. So a lot of times what I just tell you it's very simple. If you're at a party and a whole bunch of people are talking about the stocks and how they're making money about it and the market's going up and it's going up, that's the time where you just basically either A change the topic or B just walk away. Just go go find somebody else to talk with. Just extricate yourself from <laughs> the situation, from the conversation. And it sounds kind of, you know, cheesy and it sounds easier to said than done. Sometimes it's Again, it's that peer pressure, right? That peer pressure, that ability we want to be associated with winners. And so these people are all making money off stocks and you're going, Oh, why? Why do I like, why do I want to go away from that? Because chances are they've made it, they've, they bought low and they've sold high. And so they've made the easy money and the tendency, if you stick around and have that conversation, chances are you're going to get fomo into buying those stocks, those same stocks at a much higher price. And chances are they're not going to pan out the way that they panned out for your friends. So extricate remove yourself from that situation or remove yourself from that conversation if it comes or just you know just nod very nicely yeah oh that's really great and just kind of dial it out in that sense sounds kind of cheesy but it really does work in that sense Um, again it's about managing behaviors and controlling your emotions and controlling your behaviors so all these things really feed you know when you look at the competencies and one of the things i do as an investment coach is i elevate and i develop what I feel are the three core competencies of successful investors. First one being that they're educated, they have an understanding of the educa- uh, mechanical side of investing as well as the behavioral side. They're very much in tune with their FOMO and know how to avoid FOMO and minimize those FOMO kind of behaviors. They're engaged in the process and of course they're empowered, they're confident, they can make decisions, they feel like they make decisions that they're not gonna like lose sleep over. They're confident when they're making, they're empowered when they're making those decisions. So it's a really important thing I thought I'd share it with you. This really came from a, just a simple little call, phone call I had this week with a colleague that kind of brought up a lot of these um, ideas and uh, and behaviors and emotions that I wanted to share with you um, because it really go, it can really do some serious damage to your portfolio and it can really screw up your mind and how you're gonna make investment decisions down the road. So yeah, so please don't get FOMO'd, just ignore it, walk away from the conversation and focus on your investment plan, focus on your investment ideology, stick to it, no matter what the heck is going on around you, chances are you're going to do a better job of growing your savings than getting fomo So that's all I got for you this week. If you have any questions about this, feel free to give me a shout. You can contact me through Twitter. I'm on there all the time. Again, I tweet all my personal investment decisions, my logic, my rationale, what I'm thinking about certain uh, ideas, investment ideas. Also my observations. I tweet a lot of content out um, between my podcasts and my videos and my blog, so check it out. Um, My handle is at Sage Investors. And you can also hit me through email if you want to hit me through email. Uh, go to my website www.sageinvestors.ca and just drop me an email through there, and I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have about uh, FOMO or any of my co- my coaching services and my my uh, courses that I teach uh, on investing. So uh, we'll do that. Um, one quick announcement: as I said, as I teach as I as I teach a lot about investing, I'm actually. Uh, I've mentioned this before. I will mention this again. Uh, on May 25th, I'm going to be doing another in a series of my, I guess what I call them now, my demystifying, uh, investing series, where I demystify another investing concept that kind of, uh, people kind of know about, but just go, what does this really all mean? And so I'm going to be talking a little bit about ETFs exchange-traded funds. We're hearing so much about them. They've become sort of the it-investment right now. And there's a lot of good things and great things about ETFs, and there's lots of kind of not-so-great things. So, I'm going to try and demystify, kind of take off the veil and share with you some basic concepts about ETFs, and also how you go about evaluating them. And we'll actually practice. I'll give you an example. I'm going to do an example, live example, of an investment decision I just recently made uh, to purchase a specific type of ETF. So, I'm going to walk you through how I thought through it. And once you see it, you're going to go, hey, this isn't that bad um, to figure out. So, i invite you on May 25th it's at 12 noon Eastern time it's just for an hour it's kind of a lunchtime thing uh, just you can go to my website sageinvestors.ca there's a registration button there you just need your name email boom space is limited I only got spots for 50 people for this webinar so jump on as soon as you can and I'd love to have you aboard and I'd love to share what you with you what I can what I can teach you with about about a little bit about uh, exchange traded funds to help you kind of mine through that whole thing uh, that whole concept there so that's pretty much all i got for you this week and it's been great if you've been uh thank you very much for for listening in uh if you're downloading the stuff through the itunes thing feel free to leave a review or leave a comment stars cheers jeers it's all good and uh we'll see you again so we'll see you again next week for another episode of stock talk my name again I'm Reina, and I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors. Have a great week everybody. We'll take take care and we'll see you again. Cheers.